Hello. I'm your host, Vin, and today, I like I said yesterday in the episode, we have an interview with uh, Philly's minor leaguer, Tom Sudera. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for, you know, getting back to me so fast. So I have uh, 15 questions and um, just excited. You know, last episode of the year. It's been a long year with the podcast. So here we go. So where were you born? Hello? Hello? Yeah. I said uh, I was born in uh, Waterford, Connecticut, where I've lived basically my whole life, aside from when I'm traveling for the Phillies. <laughs> okay. So as a kid, like, who was your favorite baseball team and player? Uh, let's see. As a kid, I mean – I like. I'm a big fan of the Reds, other than the Phillies, obviously, because I just love the way Joey Bottle plays the game. So I'd say he's my favorite player too. Okay, so like, so you grew up in Connecticut. How did you become a Reds fan? Uh, like I said, I just I I really like the way Joey Bottle played, and I love watching him hit and just play the game. So just watching him through highlights and Sports Center and everything, and then. Just following baseball, just grew a love to watch his the way he plays the game, and then just following the Reds because of him. Definitely, because like he's also doing it. You know, he's getting older now. He's on the older side of the baseball. Like a lot of the young guys are becoming the faces, but he's still out there getting thirty plus home runs a year. So, who was your um? Who inspired you to play baseball when you were a kid? Hmm. Let's see. Well, I got into baseball because my, my dad and my grandfather were uh, big uh, advocates for baseball, and they did a lot in our town, like through Little League and local rec leagues. But if I had to choose a like a professional baseball player, it'd probably be, let's see, probably Pedro Martinez. Just loved watching him pitch for the Red Sox and the way he threw and his aggressive aggressiveness on the mound every game. Okay, so that um, now we're gonna get into like more. Um, like more present. How did you feel like getting put onto a minor league roster? It was awesome. The day I signed, it was it was very surreal just having that opportunity to go from college ball, which not many people get to do in this country, then to professional ball, which even less people get to do. Just an honor every day to be able to play at such a high level, knowing that any day it could be taken away. So just taking it in every second you can. Yeah. So um, you played with the Jersey Shore Blue Claws this year. Mm-hmm. And so who was the hardest bat- batter to face? Hardest batter to face. Let's see. Probably. Oh, let's see. There were a couple. Um, probably Jordan Volpe from uh, the Yankees organization from Hudson Valley running. He just. He had such a good uh, plate presence and like an eye at the plate that if he didn't see his pitch, he was either going to foul it off or he wasn't swinging. And he just he has such a quick hands at the plate that he can get it onto anything and put it on either side of the park, and he can also hit for power. So I'd have to say him. Okay. So 
Um, were there any, like, um, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Like, were there any teams that just, you just, were you just struggled? Was it Hudson Valley? No, you guys played a lot of different teams this year. And you said, I believe, Anthony Volpe, right? Yeah, what I said? I might have said Jordan, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got confused. Um, so, you know, he's a great player in the Yankees organization. So to have that name, honestly, for you, it's an honor because he's such a great player that if you just get him down, then you're set, man. And I feel like there's so many different players, uh, great players within the Phillies and the Mets that you play with the Cyclones and Hudson Valley for the Yankees and all the different places, the Nationals, the Blue Rocks. I mean, you know, you're going to move your way up probably this year. You're, we're going to see you in double A, hopefully. And, you know, there are so many different talents that just master it. Um, so you traveled a lot with the Blue Claws this year. Uh, what, what was your favorite ballpark to play at? Oh, let's see. I mean, our home field, I, I would say our home field is probably the best in the league that we played against. But uh, when, when we went down to Winston-Salem, they were they're in our league, but they're in the other division. So we went down there just once. But that ballpark was beautiful. It was right right outside the city of Winston-Salem. It, it felt like a triple-A ballpark because they had stands throughout the whole place and the way it was shaped. When we first got there, the dimensions looked like it was going to be a hitter's ballpark, but it actually played really big, so it was nice to pitch at. And the mound was just great to throw off of there. Really? So, um, as you play, like, what's your, what's like your pitching arsenal? Like, what do you throw? So I throw a fastball, a sinker, a slider, a splitter, and a changeup. And I like to, uh, I mix it up a lot. I mean, uh, my biggest thing is I can throw a lot of pitches for strikes. I, I'm not an overpowering throwing 98, 99. I'm low 90s, and but I have a good command, so I can throw any pitch mainly in any count for a strike when I need to, which has been what, uh, which led to much success for me this past season and seasons past. Yes, yeah, so it, it's registered as you, you as a reliever in uh, mm-hmm. the minor leagues, but you started four games this year, and um, – you know, you pitched 42 innings, struck out 30. I mean, these are great numbers. And like I said, you're going to move your way up. And, you know, that's that's a really big rotation that you have, right? So how hard is it to contain all those pitches at once? Uh, it, it, it's, it's tough, but it's not at the same time. I mean, been playing baseball since I was probably six, pitching since I was – nine or ten so just over the years just mastering each pitch obviously at different times in career and each season you have a different struggle with different pitches but overall I mean it's just a long process of just building all the pitches from when I was nine years old to where I am now yeah so um when um like what's your favorite part of playing minor league baseball being on the roster like what's your favorite part i say just the, the guys on the team and getting to meet all these people from different backgrounds whether it's guys from different colleges whether you played them or guys from the big name schools guys you see playing in the college series and then playing with people from 
not from America. Guys from the Dominican, Venezuela, Colombia, Australia, Japan. It's just you get to meet all these people from different backgrounds and learn about them and their past and their history and then become friends with them. Yeah. So during like the lockdown, how did you like stay sharp and keep developing yourself as a player during the quarantine? During the quarantine, so that that was a like a weird time for everybody. I mean, everybody was in the same boat. We weren't playing baseball, no, but there was no summer ball going on. But me and a couple other guys from my area that play professional or college or independent ball, we'd get together like twice a week, go to a field, a local high school field, and throw live at bats. Then we'd throw every day. Other than that just to stay ready in case any season happened or in case they called us to the alternate site. Yeah. So do you have any hobbies? Hobbies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love, uh, love watching baseball. Obviously I like to golf I'm up and down. It depends on the day, how I hit it. But, uh, and I love watching basketball, and, uh, coaching basketball. Don't worry about that. That's all golfers. I love yeah. playing golf. But it's just, yeah, it just depends on the day. <laughs> but um, what are you hoping to achieve this next season? Um, this next season, I'm to start. I'm hoping to stay healthy because I started the year hurt at the end of spring training. I got hurt, but hoping to stay healthy and just have a nice season where I just keep moving up and hopefully, obviously, have a job by the end of the year because that any moment can be taken away from you, obviously. But and just do my job, get batters out, and help the Phillies minor leagues and hopefully one day help the big leagues. Yeah, so you said something about your injury. So what happened at the end of spring training that you were placed on? Yeah, so obviously spring training is a month long and it's every day just a grind to get you really in shape and make sure that you're ready to go. And um, though I was getting ready for my last live outing against – who we were doing an inner squad that day, us versus other players in the Phillies. And I was warming up in the bullpen, and my shoulder was a little tight, but everything was tight because we had been going for 30 straight days. And about my last, like, three warm-up pitches, it felt like someone was taking a knife and twisting it around, like, around where my armpit was. So I told our pitching coach, yeah, I can't throw today. And I ended up having a slight tear in my pectoral muscle, which for pitchers is a strange injury, but it wasn't much of a problem it just had i had to shut down for about a month and then rebuild back up so i've missed some significant time just because we had to wait and then rebuild and then get back on the mound and build back up again okay so like going through that time was it did you have any doubt like did you know you were gonna go back on the field one day or did you just like or were you just down no, I, I knew I'd be back, obviously. I mean, it wasn't a major injury where I needed surgery or anything, but there were times during the rehab process where you start to doubt, man, this sucks. Like, not is it worth it, but am I going to be able to get back to where I was or am I going to have a spot that I was going to have? Because while you're down there and you can't throw or you're struggling to get back on the field, there's everybody still playing and somebody that you might've had a spot and they wouldn't have had that spot is doing well. So then you start thinking, but the Phillies do a good job of keeping our heads on straight and we'd have a great mental performance uh, staff that helps us through any issues mentally or anything. So 
overall, not much concern, just some stuff day to day and just wanting to get back on the field. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned that you watch a lot of baseball, like major leagues. Do you watch a lot of the MLB? Yes. Yeah. Every day, whenever there's a game on, I'll flip it on the TV and watch it if I have the chance. Okay. So then, um, top five players this past year in the MLB. Top five players. Wow. Um, obviously, Otani and Vladdy, obviously. Are we talking just hitters or pitchers or both? Uh, um, th- would you mind doing top five hitters and top five pitchers? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. So, top five hitters, obviously, are Vladdy and Otani. Um, Nick Castellanos had a great year with the Reds. If he uh, just healthy, he would have won MVP, honestly. Yeah, he had, he had a good year. He struggled, obviously, staying healthy. But at the end of the year, Votto, or the middle of the year, because he got that insane streak where he hit a home run in nine straight games and 10 out of 11. But So I'd put him in my personal top five this year. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, trying to think who else had a really good year this year. Uh Uh, did Xander Bo- Xander Bogus had a pretty good year, so I'd put him up there. All and right, this guy probably say obviously Harper. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I was missing that one. Obviously Harper, he won MVP and he had a great year, and he's done a lot for our organization. Okay, so question: Uh, how about the pitchers though? Pitchers, uh, obviously the two Cy Youngs with Robbie Ray and Corbin Burns, but. Zach Wheeler had a fantastic year. I thought personally thought he was going to win the Cy Young Award. Uh, I was shocked when he didn't. Well, I voted for him, man. I he had such a great year, but so underrated. Like, um, like he's not the guy after a big strikeout to like just scream and yell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like Corbin Burns, he gets that big strikeout in the bottom of the eighth, and he's like. Let's go. Like, Zach Wheeler just keeps it to himself, which I like personally. I don't like this whole screaming and yelling unless it's Trevor Bauer. But, like, that's a whole different topic right now. We're not going to that. But, um, but, like, he just keeps it to himself, and I that's why I voted for him. So. Yeah. And then uh, who uh, who would be four and five? Hello. Guys, remember, I'm in New Jersey. He's in Connecticut. So, (laughs) hello. Tom. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I just uh, heard the audience that, you know, I'm in New Jersey. You're in Connecticut. So, (laughs) did you hear the last two or no? Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, I said DeGrom, obviously, he got hurt, but before he got hurt, he was in contention for not only a Cy Young, but an MVP season, too. And then uh, the last one would probably be Scherzer. Okay. So, and then since you follow the MLB free, uh, pretty frequently, like you said, if there's a game on, um, if DeGrom didn't get hurt, would the Mets have made the playoffs? Oh, let's see. Uh, probably not. I mean, 
because he's only he's only throwing every fifth day. It's it's a lot different than a hitter. I mean, pitchers obviously have a big aspect in the game, but they their bullpen, similar to the Phillies, like they they had their ups and downs, and their starting rotation was up and down. They just couldn't stay healthy. So, I think if he stayed healthy, they would have had a better chance. But I don't know if they would have made the playoffs. It would have been very interesting to see. Yeah, honestly, because you know the Phillies, they like fell off at the end a little bit. And then for the Braves, I feel like the biggest turn-on for the Braves was, like, can we do this thing without Acuna? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, obviously they can. Um, But, you know, the thing is, did – you know, I keep hearing people say, like, trade away Acuna, he didn't do anything. Guys, like, he he basically carried them through the first – I don't know, like 140 games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he's an unbelievable player. And if I hear it again, I'll make a full-blown 25-minute Why Ronald Acuna Stays in Atlanta podcast episode. Legit. Like, I keep getting messages on Instagram. Yo, like, just stop. He's got to stay in Atlanta because if they get rid of him, their regular season's trash this year. They, they might be worse than the Marlins this year, okay? But I feel like him getting hurt, like, and I'm not saying him getting hurt was a good thing. No, tearing an ACL is not a good thing at all. But I feel like it really hit some of the younger guys that, like, hey, we actually have to step it up now. We can't just rely on Ronda Cooney Jr. anymore. We have to step up, make those big plays, like Christian Pache. He really stepped up because he was behind Acuna in the center. But that's a whole different topic. Sorry for some. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, I agree. <laughs> so that's going to really be it. Um, again, this is the last episode of 2021. Thank you, Tom, for coming on. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. No problem. And, uh, yeah, that's really going to be it. Thank you. Again, 2021, last episode. Um, again, thank you for all the support. Um, I mean, there's two days left, but go follow the Instagram, NJ Sports Media One. Um, hey Tom, you want to shout out on Instagram? Uh, uh sure. I mean, yeah, if, if so you get, but uh, that, just thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. Thank you for all the support in 2021. Thank you, Tom, for coming on, and have yourselves a great day. Thank you.